another wrestling sort of with Sonar. I'm Luke Velasco, joined by Kyle Taylor. We've got a great lineup for you today. Big announcement in the Freightways world, just the freight community at large coming up in a minute. But uh, uh, first off, Kyle, man, like we're right here. It's the last day of September, or not the last day, the last week of September, almost at the end of the quarter here. You know, what's going on? You, you ducking and diving right now, trying to get some deals done? I mean, for those who think that Luke and Kyle just do this for a living, is uh, <laughs> is just wrong because it is stressful being the sales reps that actually have to do with Sonar in the last uh, week of the quarter and the month. So it's definitely been dodging objections, dodging management. It's been all of it. It's uh, It's been a little stressful to say the least. How about yourself? Yeah, no, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in the buzzword section right now. Hey, pipeline, pipeline, is that up to date? Is this going to close at this time? Pipeline, <laughs> hey, how's your pipeline? Hey, did we talk to this one? Did you send that contract out? Hey, pipeline. It's just like, okay, I know. I know how to do this. I have a process. It's a broken process, but it's a process. Hey, as long as it's in the box of what you call a process, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, little bit of madness flow through there. Um, but hey, you know, Kyle, we, we've got a big thing to talk about here. Before we jump into Sonar, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about with Sonar. We're going to dive into a lot of data today. We're going to take a look at some you know, some of the different charts inside of Sonar. Chicago is going to be a, be a big point of focus today. Um, so stay tuned to, to, to dive into that. But, uh, uh, you know, our dear, uh, beloved, fearless leader and president of Freight Waves, George Abernathy, this man, he's been everywhere. He's, he's, he's led Transplace before. He led us. And he's, he's making his exit here shortly in the near future. A few, still a few more weeks here at Freight Waves. I think he got another four or five weeks here. Um, and then he's going to take over and be the president of Emerge uh, uh, shortly after that. Uh, Kyle, you know, tell us, man, like, tell the people, like, are we are we nervous here, Freightways? What are the emotions people are feeling? You know, what's going on there? No, I think this is a great time. So uh, how about this? How about we just have a, a George story? We'll have this uh, little kumbaya. Um, I love stories. I love stories. But no, so it's, it's very interesting. I, I'm, I've been very fortunate to be around George Abernathy and have been a part of Freight Waves for the last two and a half years or so. And and Luke, you and me both have kind of came on at a similar time. You, you were there at Freight Waves about a month or so uh, longer than I am, but we we're still in the same era of what Freight Waves was at the time when we both came on. And I remember coming into Chattanooga, really not knowing, I knew Freight Waves, but this was right at you know, right in 2019. Um, and, uh, Freight is still maybe a year and a half, two years old, just had their transparency, um, conference. And I came in and I was like, wow, this is, this is wild. But I sat down with George and, and so, you know, had a multitude of, of, of interviews. Um, and I remember, and I'll have to adjust this a little bit, but I remember George walking in and for those viewers, you can imagine George walking in, pull up this chair, and literally sideways doing it and just hit me with one of these and was like, so kind of went through it all, kind of knew my background, knew kind of who I worked with because he'd been in the industry. And he's like, so Kyle, I asked this question to everyone. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember just sitting there being like, I was so prepared for this interview, but I was not prepared for that question. Um, and so that's, he, that's he just leads thing. off with that. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just one, it was one of those that I was like, I just got out of a reading a book that was talking about leadership. And I was like, I just want to make sure I'm a leader, um, no matter what, whether it's my own business, whether it's a sales, whether it's, you know, whatever. And I can tell that my story's 
putting you to sleep. So I'm sure our viewers are probably putting getting put to sleep on this. But uh, but no, that was one scenario that I would definitely treasure. Was like that was my first impression of George. The whole sideways sitting in the chair, though, such a George move. Like that sucks like a flex that he would make. I'm going to sit in this chair incorrectly, and you're going to have to deal with it. Um, right. Such a move, but yeah, no, we we wish him his success. He he's been at Freightways like about four years now, so you know he he's really seen it from the ground up before Sonar even existed. And I think there's a lot of lot of you know he did a lot of good things here. He he built our whole team, he built our process, and and I think now he he's ready to go go help emerge, take it to the next level as well. You know, same thing that he did here at Freightways. So, um, you know, I think that's exciting for him, and he loves building teams and processes. Really good at it. Um. But also, Kyle, let, let's get into it today. You know, we got some good things here to discuss. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. You know, we, you know, yeah, all no the title of today's episode, title of today's episode, all roads lead to Chicago or from Chicago, you know, stealing that from the Roman roads. Okay. You know, for a couple of Roman history buffs out there. But, anyways, um, you know, this is, this, it's an interesting time. Chicago is a massive freight market. Everybody knows that. There's no secret there. You know, it's the freight hub of the Midwest, West. Okay. Especially on the trucking side. Again, no secrets there. But, you know, it's interesting to see how much it controls the market, even in this elevated time. And we're going to look at some of that and see how it, it can really make or break certain markets, right? You know, like Denver is traditionally a very rough place for carriers to go to because there's not a lot of freight coming out of there. And while there's some freight that does come out, so it can be manageable for certain carriers, right? Depending on what Chicago does on that lane, it can really just make it from like kind of like a you know, a so-so backhaul market to like, oh my goodness, I'd rather be in Florida right now compared to this. Yeah, I mean, don't, and don't that's we all. almost and, what we're seeing. Yeah, and it's one of those markets where supply and demand is a major influence. Some of these other port-heavy markets, you know, supply and demand's there, but there's still a lot of other influences that cause rates to really move. You know, Denver's definitely one of those markets that you, you feel that. But, uh, you know, why don't we start off with, you know, our OTVI. Let's get, you know, for all those listening in right now, we're going to be looking at our, you know, really where we are now compared to the past few years. So we're going to whip up our chart here um, that, that talks about really just demand. And it's really interesting to look at this mainly because, I mean, spoiler alert, retail season's here. Spoiler alert, we are having more demand move through the economy of the United States right now than last year, which was peak COVID. I mean, think about that. Let that set in more yeah so the blue line that everyone's looking at right now is going to be the current year it's on a 52 week chart orange 2020 or sorry green 2020 orange 2019 purple 2018 that's what we're looking at no dude spot on i, I love this chart this is one of my favorite charts i mean this is this is the u.s economy right here in front of us right i mean the u.s economy right. you know especially on the product side you know you know, or the good side, it, it moves on a truck. It just does. And and this right here is, is a perfect picture of that, right? The blue line there is year to date. It's the highest level we've seen. Green line 2020, orange and purple 18 and 19 was the highest level we've ever seen in the last four years that we've been measuring this. And, and you know, we, it's not even close. It's not even close. It's the demand, right? And that's key, right? It's demand. There's aren't necessarily loads that have moved. That's the demand. That's what's being requested in that tendering process from shippers. Supply obviously cannot keep up with it, as I'm sure you would imagine. But um, right. yeah, I, I think we'll hit a new record high right around that going into Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber, everything now. Um, and uh, I'll be interesting. That's a, that's a little bet there, side bet. Um, 
you know, we hit an all-time high on the OTBI index last Thanksgiving, right around that time, not on Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. right around it. Um, so I think we're going to do that again. I think we're going to break that high this year. No, for sure. And and so this is, you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of dynamics so far this year. I mean, what have we seen? We've seen a polar, we saw a slight softening in the first couple months of the year, then going into the polar vortex, really re-ramping things up. We've had multiple rounds of, of funds coming from the government to the consumer. We've had consumers continue to buy, buy, buy. And that's completely changed the way we're, we are looking at what retail and you know, peak season is for a lot of companies in the United States. And so now let's, you know, how's that being affected? So yeah, like looking at demand is always great, you know, you know, look, I, but, but at the end of the day, there's so many different ways to look at this data and it still is market to market, lane to lane. It's not, you know, across the board. We're seeing more demand everywhere. It's it still is very regionalized. Would you would you agree with that? Oh, 100 percent it is. Yeah. I remember talking to somebody yesterday and and they were saying, like, you know, rates are going up everywhere. hundred percent because we were running a forecast on some lanes and the one month forecast on about 80 percent of the lanes. We were forecasting those rates to go up. Uh, that's an approximate anyways. But on about 20 percent of the lanes, we were forecasting a decline. And this is just over the next 30 days. And they were like, there's no way those 20% of lanes that are going to go down. There's absolutely no way. I'm skeptical. Those have to be wrong. And, you know, we, you know, we had the conversation, you know, think about it. And we were looking at a big sample size of lanes. There's a hundred, there's what approximately 800,000 three digit zip to three digit zip lane combinations in the United States. You truly believe every single one of those is going to be green all the time. You know, it's like we're, we're right at the end of quarter. It kind of makes sense that maybe at least a few of those would cool off over the next 30 days. And it wasn't by much. It was by some of them were by a percent or a half a percent. So, you know, it's it, it just goes to show them and the data supports it again and again and again, that there are a lot of isolated situations in the market. Yeah, the market's tight right now. Everybody knows that. But in some situations, it's far worse. And in some situations, it's, it's not as bad. And that has caused imbalances in the traditional or seasonal freight market. No, I t- definitely agree. I mean, one being Chicago. I mean, Chicago has now become a more attractive destination for carriers with it having a rise in outbound volume. So really making it a place for for really strong reload opportunities, giving a lot of carriers places to to have options and tenor rejection rates are on the on the rise as well. So let's talk a little bit about Chicago. I know you brought it up. but What do we have going on? What data do we have to kind of support that? Yeah, you know, first let's go ahead and pull up the weight of the weighted rejection index map. Okay, I want to go ahead and throw that up first. I know there's not a lot of colors on this map right now, and that's by design. That's by design. You know, a lot of this is 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 gray, okay, and there's only a little bit of blue and even less red. So the weighted rejection map, it's a little bit different. You've probably seen our heat map before or our head hold map, which has a lot of red and a lot of blue. And that's really just the show where capacity is tight versus loose. This map is the weighted rejection map. Basically, it looks at the size of the market. It looks at the rejections and it looks at the volume and the head haul. So basically, it combines all those data sets and says, you know what? If I'm a carrier. Where do I want to go and where do I want to avoid? Where is the best place to be right now? Not just based on where capacity is tight, but also based on the size of the market. Right? Capacity could be really tight in Bismarck, North Dakota. But if there's only seven loads there in a day, okay, do I really want to be there? Or would I rather be in a market that's really tight like Chicago that has like a thousand loads that move every day? Actually, probably way more than that. But, um, you know, that's kind of what it's doing. So it's weighting them a little bit. 
So that's where this map comes into play. And you'll see like that blue area there kind of up where Chicago is, right? There's a lot of blue there. Some of the blue is darker. Some of the blue is lighter. There's some blue over there, some blue in Savannah, blue in Charlotte. A lot of blue there in the Northeast too, in that Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, right. you know, Allentown. Allentown, man, that used to be my baby. I used to pull a lot of freight out of there back in the day. And then Memphis is red. And a lot of those other areas are gray because they're, it's not saying that they're bad. It's just saying, listen, if you're a truck today, based on competition, capacity, the size of the markets, these blue markets are really the best possible options that you have. It's where your truck is going to be most valuable today relative to that market. So I know that was a lot. That's kind of what this is doing. Yeah. And let's think about a little bit about like last week, last week, what do we, or two weeks ago, we brought up uh, the, a, a chart that was looking at the demand. So tender volume index compared to customs. So it's being cleared at the ports. And then additionally, what is the international containers that are moving on the rail? What is the, the volume looking like there? So, I mean, when I see that in Memphis, I mean, that is another confirmation less volume is going on the rail from these ports. Memphis being a very big inland empire, obviously a lot more inland, but you know, comparative to Chicago, because of that direct connection from, the, uh, from LA to Memphis and from the, the East Coast to Memphis as yeah. well. So seeing that there's less demand there and you know, the weighted rejection index does look at market share and rejections to kind of give you what's important and what's not. Um, that is really another massive indicator that we are leaving the DC networks that we have been comfortable with since le- uh, early summer of this year. So, I mean, bells are ringing. My ears are going off. If you're capacity reps, this is this is going to be a tough time. This is where you're either going to make it or break it uh, when it comes to securing capacity for your customers. Yeah, absolutely. And let's go ahead and look at, at the Chicago to Atlanta, right? One of the biggest... One of the biggest truckload lanes by volume in the U.S., right? Yeah, here we go. Um, I mean, yeah, Kyle, walk us through this. What are we looking at here on the left? I mean, let's get real simple. On the left, we're looking at tender rejection rates for Chicago. It is the highest level it's had since mid-May. Chicago is more attractive Mm. as a destination, like we talked about, than it has been since before summer. This is really telling you that carriers have optionality. When you think about tender rejection rates, you know, what is that actually monitoring? That's monitoring the really how much opportunity carriers have, because that is showing whether or not they're upholding their contracts. It's whether or not they're saying yes or no to those contracted tenders that are coming through their TMSs. And so that when you start seeing that start to ramp up, you know, rate per miles right with it, because this is one of those leading indicators. If you're an econ buff, you, you know, you you love the, the price chart where you see supply and demand causing, you know, price to either increase or decrease. That's what that sentiment piece will show you is really, you know, where carriers are exercising their right to their, their right to say no. I mean, and that is why that in that Chicago land market is now heating back up. So just a, another place to really start to, to get more bang for your buck. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely gone through the roof there. And that, I mean, nearly one out of every four loads is being basically rejected out of Chicago right now, which is unbelievable. So there's a couple ways to look at this, right? If you're a carrier, get yourself over to Chicago. If you think it's been good in the month of like August and, and July, think of it's it's way better now. So get over there. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're a shipper or broker, also leverage that if you are, if you have loads that do deliver to Chicago, understand you're sending a carrier to a good place. 
So, right. you know, you know, maybe, maybe you don't need to negotiate as high on the rate because you can get them over there, but carriers make sure, even if they do that, when you're coming out of Chicago, you know, you could ask for a good bit. Let's throw that chart up again too. Cause I want to look at that, that second half of the chart there on the right. So this is the, the outbound domestic rail container volume loaded for Atlanta, Chicago. So basically what this is saying is volume on the rail is decreasing from Atlanta to Chicago, yep. implying that a lot more of it is going via truck right now because you know they, they can't rely on those slower times. Even though it's cheaper to move it via intermodal on the rail, they they need to move it, you know, um, uh, faster. And that's going to rely on the truck, even though it's more expensive. So you know, again, yeah. you know, just kind of shows you how how crazy you know the market is right now, and and it is wild. And so the really unique thing about this, I mean, we we were just talking about truckload, we were just talking about market share, and now we're going over to the rail. And so you know what FreightWaves does extremely well at is really give you multiple vantage points to understand what is going to affect capacity. The Atlanta market, being its own sort of inland empire for the Savannah port, is is now having less domestic containers. Now, and if, you, if you're kind of unaware to what containers are or what they, why, why, what the heck is a domestic container, Kyle? So these containers, whether or not they're domestic or international, there's very unique containers for that because you can only put certain freight in these containers. So domestic, it has to be something that is within the United States. It's not something that can come via port. Similarly for the international containers, it, you can't just put you know your average freight in an international container. That has to be international freight, and and so seeing right. that the domestic side, you know, that's spot on, Luke. Like you know, more you know, it's the highway. It's not the rail. That's where if you're a shipper, it's likely your best bet to get something moved. And 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 so because the the spot market spread in this lane is fairly narrow, I would say it's about ten percent, and, and it's dropped recently. And, and so that really indicates contract shippers may not be getting great intermodal service on this lane. And at the end of the day, it is, we are in do or die towards the end of the year. We need to get things on the shelf. We need to make sure things get to their destination when we need them to, because I think you can't have a landed cost if it doesn't land. And, and so that's, it's, it's very interesting to see that compared to the trucking volume, like what you just brought up. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's go ahead. You know, the, you know, look at the next chart here. I think it's a, uh, uh, the Jop, Joplin market um, and uh, or Juliet, excuse me, there it is. So, you know, uh, Juliet really does influence big swings, a lot of, of big swings right here. <laughs> yeah, big swings. Look at that. It kind of looks like uh, my stock and crypto portfolio. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'll let you take a guess on which part of that swing I'm in right now. Uh, yeah, so definitely in the valley, the, um, not the not the peak. <laughs> yeah, that definitely in the valley. I've been in the peak and I'm not there now, so I'm disappointed. But Trying to stay focused here, okay? The people need our information, <laughs> Kyle. All right. So, uh, okay. So, so chart on the left here, uh, blue line. Blue line is Indianapolis to Juliet for van tender rejection. Boom! Look at that. We shot up over the last few days, last week. We've come down slightly since yesterday, but almost twenty-seven percent there. Okay. All right, folks. Almost twenty-seven yep. percent. It's just it's it's just balloon to get yourself over to to Juliet. I mean, that's a big deal. Part of that is due to um, and tender rejections. The orange line there is out of Indianapolis, so people are rejecting a lot of freight out of Indy. So basically, just, out of yeah, Indianapolis, so really, yeah, yeah. So it's really it. just it's like all tender rejection. So it's all van in that orange line that so right. is all tender that's being rejected. Whereas that blue line is only for freight going from Indy to Ju uh, Juliet. Right. 
So, and that that's interesting because they're almost the same movement and pattern, implying that the Indy to Juliet Lane is really influencing the greater Indianapolis market. So, even if you move out of Indy, but you don't necessarily move to Juliet, you're probably going to experience a lot of that same movement there. Right. I mean, let's it dipped twenty six percent, but then it just shot yeah. right back up. I mean, it covered its own, and, yeah. and you're so right that that is that is one of those lanes that is completely influencing that market. Um, but you know, market and that's conditions how fast have tightened market as moves. well. Yeah, that's how fast this market moves. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, "Listen, like our pricing just it doesn't their pricing doesn't move fast enough right now." And it's like, "Listen, you know, at the end of the day, we have pricing rates, DAT, Truck Stop, Chainalytics, you know, McLeod. Everybody has pricing, but the reality is." It doesn't matter. Sometimes you just have to merge ship a truck if you're a broker or a shipper, right? And sometimes right. for a truck, it's a guessing game to see what you can get away with, right? And that's where this comes in because, I mean, tenant rejections is real. There's nothing that can really, you know, influence them. It's not a, well, this dude rejected it seven times or, or this person rejected it, you know, three times. That's not a thing. It's, you know, like it is with rates where everybody's getting paid differently. It's simply a matter of direction. The market tightened up. So you're going to have to pay more if you're a broker or shipper. And if you're a carrier, you can ask for more. As far as what that number is, that's always hard to tell. But this is point to an indicator as to why that's happening. No, exactly. And to your point of what we were just talking about with Atlanta to Chicago, this is kind of a similar uh, sentiment piece where understanding the destination. So being able to put it on yeah. a lane level for a broker, I mean, you're if I'm if I'm putting a bid out or if I'm pricing for this week, next week, you know, I have to be put, throwing that rate to the roof. And if, and if I am going to be competitive, I need to have a truck in hand. And, and so, you know, what are some of the negotiating leverage that we can pull? Because, you know, as a, as a broker, you are the carrier, you are the, um, the shipper. So what, what levers are, are there? And it's really understanding that destination, because if you can really put them in another good market that has elevated uh, tenant rejection rates, which means that it has elevated rate per miles, it is a bargaining chip so that you can, you know, be that fiduciary or be, be that, uh, that person who you care for um, at that destination so that, you know, carriers are continuing to move. You know, that's how, that's how you're utilizing the destination, not just the rate per mile um, in order to try to get the, this freight covered. No, I love it. Absolutely love it. I think we got one more chart here. We're getting almost at the end of time, but let's, let's take a look at this last one. Look at that. I got a lot of fancy colors on the screen here, uh, uh, Kyle. Beautiful. Luke, what's going on here? <laughs> There's um, Luke. Luke got, Luke got distracted by the colors. <laughs> I did get distracted by the colors. It happens a lot. You know, I'm like a, I'm like a little insect that has those, you know, those little like those lights that like zap like mosquitoes. They get drawn into yeah. the light. That's what I am. There you go. No, this is, there's a lot to happen here. And I know we were bringing up Denver earlier, but, you know, Chicago. Did, so actually, before we get into like all of it, all the points that I have written up. So what what are we looking at here, Luke, on the left and the right? OK, so we're looking at tender rejections and it's focusing on Chicago. Blue line there, tender rejections just out of Chicago, period. Done. OK, we saw that chart earlier. We're just looking at a bigger view of it for like the last like six months. Green line there is tender rejections from Chicago to Denver. So little bit higher. It's shot up like all of Chicago has, but it's shot up at a faster rate. And then you have tender rejections out of Denver there in orange. So those have gone up as well. They're obviously lagging a lot, but they have gone up as well out of Chicago. Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. So it's actually, so one piece, I know we, we're not going to have it up here right now, but I was actually looking into the Denver market. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about some of these markets are so influenced by supply and demand. And that Denver market 
really had their supply being the number of trucks are usually a backhaul market anyways. You know, like what we've always known that you, know, you don't want to go to Denver um, and, and still kind of to be true. But what's happened, the reason why that dipped down so much is that the demand fell off. But supply stayed the same. So there was a massive surplus of, care, uh, of assets available in that Denver market, but not a lot of freight. And then really about a week ago, um, or two weeks ago, I believe that was like at the eighth, right at that bottom of that orange line, it demand just shot right up. And we saw, again, tender rejections uh, uh, follow back right with it. So it's, it's something to always keep an eye out. It's not just one rate per mile. It's not just one tender rejection. It's a, it's a multitude of what else is happening that's influencing this market. Why is that happening? Yeah. That's why it's so important to have Sonar because you have all these different yeah. aspects. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? You know, you've got a market that is traditionally a backhaul market. And even though it may still be that today, it, it's a lot less severe in it in the case that it is a backhaul today, right? Like carriers are rejecting freight to get out of Denver because they have better options and other loads available out of Denver right now. Two weeks ago, that wasn't the case. But this week, it is true, right? And that's how fast it all moves. And that's why, you know, we talk about all roads lead to Chicago. A lot of that is due to the impact of Chicago sending freight to Denver right now in increased or higher levels that was didn't traditionally happen. So, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not nearly as many trucks going into uh, Chicago right now with the amount of guys that are rejecting freight to go into Denver, excuse me, from Chicago to Denver. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just amazing the leverage that Chicago has on so many different key markets around the country uh, that, that yep. so many folks that you, just don't, you don't think about on a daily basis. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting I mean, to see what happens here. Yeah, go ahead. Definitely very interesting to see what uh, what's gonna happen. But also, one thing that we didn't really get a chance to talk about was, you know, the out in the bay of LA Long Beach, another record this week. I believe seventy five was the number of vessels that are out at anchor in the bay, which yeah. is just it's the everyone's getting hit left and right. We're getting hit in the, the New York, New Jersey, the Savannah, the LA, uh, Long Beach. All of these different markets are getting hit and we're, we're really starting to see it. And it's just really shocking to see the amount of rail decline that we've seen. So it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a tough. So what what are some wise words that we can kind of sign off here with? You know, we, ha- we talked about a lot today. We talked about the Denver market. We talked about Chicago. We talked about demand being higher than it's ever been. You know, what, what's a takeaway that we can kind of look at as we move forward through the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, a, a big thing is about communication. We've, we've talked about communication before on the show, right? But the reality is, is like, we're in unprecedented times. You know, you talk about the thing off the coast of L.A. I, I think it might even get worse. I was looking at our Oceans bookings data, and it looks like L.A. volumes imports are about to go up even further. So that could potentially cause some, some further constraints when those actually come into the port. You know, we've seen, you know, a truckload volume that's higher than it was this time last year where it was already elevated. And if that continues further, that's going to cause further constraints. The biggest thing is just, listen, it's a tight market. Communicate. If you're a broker, communicate with your carriers, communicate with your shippers so that everybody's on the same page. If you're a carrier, right, you know, also communicate with your brokers, communicate with shippers that you're working with to just kind of let them know, like, listen, this is the reality of the market that we're in. I'm still going to take care of you, you know, Um, and that way, because eventually the market will flip and, you know, you'll be in a bad spot. So you want to make sure... This is the time to to have those good relationships, right? People always talk about, hey, I, I have good relationships when the bad times I'm taking care of. Well, yeah, those relationships are made right now when the pendulum swings in your favor. You have to take care of the other person, right? So think about that a little bit. 
get paid, make some money right now. If you're a carrier, <laughs> make good money. That's awesome. We want you to do that. But just remember, like, you know, eventually that pendulum is going to swing and it's not going to be in your favor. So just make sure that you have this, you start the right. relationship building now. No, that, that, that's, that's got, a man. great synopsis. I mean, it's, it's going to be wild. Um, so we're not going to see you all next week. We have another, uh, uh, virtual conference that that's going to hit next week. Um, ocean waves. So we're going to be talking about all of these different dynamics about the ocean. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, be sure to tune in on Wednesday next week for sure for that. And two Wednesdays live, 4 p.m., Luke and Kyle. Otherwise, have a fantastic week, everybody.